N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 369 of the NYYST podcast. We are live here on NYY Underground. I am your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You? And SGR. Okay, 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 okay. Wait a second. Go ahead. Okay. 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 I, I got to limit the amount of OKs because apparently last week I was told. Uh, yeah, you triggered. I triggered Look, people. Here's okay. how I think about Please it. Please don't limit the amount. The I, bigger we get. Your point so much better. The bigger the show gets, the more haters we're going to have. So well, I embrace I hope all the haters. A, a ton of haters. Okay. okay. Uh, we have some exciting news about the show that we're going to share next week uh, because we still have to cross the T's and dot the I's on some things. But it just it, it just means that. Uh, Things are like we say, NYY to the moon. That's we're getting there. We're in the rocket ship right now, baby. So we're getting there. Uh, before um, we get to the moon, though, uh, we have to excuse me. You had a meatballs Boy, for uh, you're right. uh, it's a repeating on you. Yeah, you know, okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> so okay. let's get excited here because uh, our buddy Fred, Fred is back. Fred never I, makes Fred. an appearance. Fred doesn't rarely makes. I don't think he's ever made an appearance in February before, but uh, I'm just very excited to uh, to get Fred out of the way this year and and kind of look forward to what's going on in the season. But before we bring Fred into the fold here, we uh, want you to smack the like, okay, and subscribe to NYY Underground. Make sure you're uh, listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five star rating review there. And uh, hey, you know what? You go outside, tell your friends to tell their friends to tell their friends about NYYST and NYY Underground. Okay, so the Yankees are in camp, and I don't know about you guys, but I am—I can't get enough content coming out of camp. I've just just got this different excitement about the team this year that I haven't had in previous years, and I'm not going to let. Any negativity uh, infiltrate itself right now. I'm excited. Juan Soto, he looks just so miserable. He doesn't even want to be here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what Definitely Aaron a Judge, uh, even Nestor's looking good. Uh, I mean, there's just so, I mean, there's not a lot you can take from the first couple of days other than baseball's back. The guys are there. You're hearing a lot of the right things coming out of out of their mouths right now. Uh, Hal Steinbrenner spoke to the media today. I'm going to read a few quotes in a little bit. Stan's, Stan's not only slimmed down his body, he's changed his stance. Anthony Volpe's gotten rid of the uppercut from early. Is he season. still Dig Bick, you think? I don't I don't know. Do you lose weight down there? Okay. Uh, I think uh, it, no, it actually I, gets anything, bigger. Yes, it but, but appears uh, larger. Uh, well, you'll be able to see because they're wearing see-through pants now these days. Okay. Uh, yeah, what the fuck's up with the uh, the fanatics? stuff yeah, going on right now it's man people so are not happy with it so it's there was a there was an uh mariners player i can't think of his name right now i think he used to play for the red sox uh michael chavis sounds about familiar so the one and the zero on his jersey were not even so he posted it and this is how fucked up fanatics is yeah it was it, michael chavis 
Fanatics support reached out to him and said that, like he was a customer. Oh, my, oh God. my God. So, yeah, I mean, this is the one time you cannot not that anybody should be complaining, but this is the one time you cannot complain about the Yankees not having the names on the back of their jerseys yeah. because their yeah. jerseys actually look fine because the majority of what looks atrocious, in my opinion, is the way the names are written. On yes, the back of it's the worst. Um, I, I said it to my buddy the other day. It's the first time that I have a booner again for this team in over a year. Like, I don't think I was truly excited about anything all of last season and even leading up to it. Like, I just, there was nothing that excited me like I feel right now. And it feels so good to feel that way again. Yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped. I know that there's still things that kind of need to be done. Aaron Judge gave his little wry smirk about it when he spoke to the media the other day. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of chatter on the uh, on the web yesterday. It kind of felt like the night that Yamamoto signed, where there was all that chatter, and then he ended up signing, but nothing happened. Um, I don't want to get too deep into it because I want to read the how quotes, and then we got a lot of stuff to do here with Fred, but. Blake Snell to the Yankees, and I've been saying it for weeks here, I think they will find their way back to each other, and everybody's got a source, okay? But it makes a lot of sense that the Yankees know that they need more starting pitching. They say they they want more starting pitching. Aaron Judge says they need more starting pitching. Aaron Judge is boys with Blake Snell. Blake Snell does not have any other offers on the table, I mean, the other teams that have even been remotely connected to Blake Snell are California. Uh, this is how old I am. I know them as the California Angels, as the yeah, okay. as the Anaheim Angels. I refuse to call uh, them the LA Angels. Of uh, Anaheim? Okay. Okay. No, I think they uh, dropped that, actually. The Anaheim Angels and the San Francisco Giants. Now, you're, you can get a very healthy contract from uh, the Yankees, or you can get even more money from two teams that – let's be real here, are not going to sniff a World Series. Whereas if you're Blake Snell and you come to the Yankees, and we'll go over this when uh, we get to uh, Fred here because um, Yankee win total is one of the over-unders we're going to be doing. The Yankees would be the prohibitive favorites in the American League if they get Blake Snell. Yeah. I think that, I mean, they are regardless, but. I mean, Vegas's numbers in reality would be, would be, actually be connected with each other if they got Blake Snell because yeah. I don't know right now yeah. I can a hundred percent say that they're the favorites. They're one of the two or three teams that have that are in my opinion can get out of the American League. And it would have to be the first time that two reigning Cy Young Award winners teamed up in the same rotation. I it's almost like so, impossible. So. You'd be switching yeah. somebody would have to be a free agent switching yeah. leagues there. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever happened. Yeah, uh so we'll see. Um can we, we tell said, people who Fred is? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, I mean, if you're long, I, we, I know that the channel has grown, the show has grown, so maybe not everybody knows who Fred is, but if you're an OG, and shout out to Patrick who reached out to me uh, wow. earlier this week. Uh, he's been uh, uh, he's been uh, down on his luck health-wise lately, and he's uh, said he's been feeling better. We miss you, man. Uh, you're, the, you're, the, you're the OG, bro. You, we got to get you. Love you, fella. We got to get you out here at some point, man. It's been uh, going on, what, seven years of this podcast. We got to get you out here, and we got to get 
Chris has promised like nine years, bro. Chris has promised that if you come to America and go to a Yankee game with us, that he will get so drunk he will vomit on him. I no no no. I will projectile vomit. I'll do that no matter what. I will be fucking <laughs> Patrick. So for anyone who doesn't know, Patrick uh is from Ireland and he dubbed us the fellas. Yeah, and, that's, the, uh, that's right. That's where the name That's came true, from. man. I forgot about that. Hello, fellas. And um Patrick, if you fucking come to the States and we go to a game, you have my word. It will be the drunkest I've ever been. And I will projectile vomit by the end of the night and you get he, You get here, tickets are on us, and we'll, we'll, we'll have a good time. Absolutely. So the first time two reigning Cy Young Award winners have ever pitched uh, in the same rotation together was actually Max Scherzer and Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers. Uh, because he got first, traded. Yes, the only time that's ever happened was other time was 1986. Was the White Sox, Steve Carlton and Tom Seaver, but they didn't. They weren't on the roster at the same time. They were both on the White Sox at that time, but they weren't in the rotation together. So mm. Scherzer and Kershaw, that did happen, and then you know Snell and Cole will hopefully be the next. Yeah, but Scherzer's a fucking bitch. Sure. So Scherzer. 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 All right. So. uh like we were talking about this a few weeks ago, and Chris gets triggered when I say things like this. No, like I'm not the, getting triggered anymore. Like man. the Yankees need no, to get, can't. like the Yankees need to get creative. And you know what? Why not? Here's here's what the thing is. All right, with signing Blake Snell is that the Yankees, and I know that you don't care about this, but the Yankees, as an organization, do. They will lose two draft picks, and uh, international slot money which we know that the Yankees yeah. love international slot money. And apparently Dane yeah. was saying in the chat, Dane, Dane Michaels, he's a sexy boy, sexy boy. Do I have to keep this kid away from my wife? Like, is she going to oh, fall gonna in love with him? you're going to have to, bro. No That's wives, all I keep hearing about, No wives dude. around Dane, bro. No Damn. Wives. Dane's a wife stealer, bro. Fuck. <laughs> he's a home wrecker. Home wrecker. Okay. Um, was saying that the Yankees, uh, something happened a few years ago where the Yankees lost some international slot money and had to give take back a contract <laughs> from somebody who ended up signing with the Orioles and he's like a top 15 prospect in baseball right now. So, I mean, those things are important to the Yankees and plus the Yankees are at a 110% tax yeah. rate. So, I mean, it's it's a dollar yeah. 10 for every dollar they spend. Get creative. Why can't the Yankees figure a way out to defer some of this money they out can. of out of uh, 2024 here? And they let's can. not and let's not do one of these short term one year go back into the market things. You know, give Blake Snow a deal where he has to guarantee you three years before he opt out, so you can spread the money around a little bit. Because there's going to be some uh, some money coming off the books next year, whether or not they resign Soto, whether or not they resign. Uh, Glaber, Clay Holmes will be a free agent. You know, that's a guy that's making seven, eight million dollars. You know, there's money that will be coming off the books where maybe it'll be a little bit more palatable. And even with Garrett Cole's opt out, yeah, the Yankees can pick up the the option year, uh, the 10th year to to get rid of the opt out. But maybe they rewrite the contract and and lower his number a little bit and give him a little bit more money on the back end. There's things that they can do. So why not? They can get creative. And we all know that this team wants Blake Snell this te- the team I mean the, the, the guys on the field they want Blake Snell on this team it's and I think Blake Snell wants to be here I do yeah yeah I I keep saying this over and over but if I put it in a more realistic sense 
nothing matters right now except for right now. Nothing matters beyond this year. You have to have that mentality. It doesn't mean that you have to necessarily sacrifice the future, but you have to, like you said, get creative to this point because it's possible. And if, and if Cashman wants me to believe he's still the guy that gets creative and finds ways to get things done, this is a very doable thing. There, I mean, look at what, look at what the Dodgers did with fucking Otani. Yeah, like, listen, some news came about that uh, earlier today because uh, Brian Cashman went on a different podcast, okay? Oh, and um, uh, on there, uh, the the subject of Otani's uh, contract came up, and he said that uh, he felt a little bit better about the situation knowing that the Dodgers didn't bring that to Otani because he doesn't know how you have the anybody could have the balls to say that to a, to a player that it was Otani's uh hmm. Otani's people that came to the Dodgers with that. And I think Andrew Friedman, is that the is that the yeah. team out there? Uh even even verified that. Like he was like, oh no, I could never how could I expect a guy to defer sixty eight million dollars? Well it makes That's sense for Otani, right? I mean you have to imagine he plans to go back to the motherland when he's done and he wouldn't get taxed California tax on that shit. So like Makes sense. The guy, the dude's like the Tiger Woods of baseball at this. He point. doesn't. He's need making the, money from endorsements. Right. Mm. He's not like that. First of all, you shouldn't go poor making two million dollars a year, and we all know that he's not just going to make two million dollars this year. Yeah. Right. But anyway, back to coming back to all of that. Like, you can still get creative, and to me, until they win something, I'm not gonna let them off, let this team off the hook. I still am going to hold them accountable and say they have to do whatever it takes. But I get that it's still a business and you have to, you have to cover your ass some sense, but here's my thing. And I was thinking about it the other day. Let's say we had cash. Does somebody have the uh, chat up in case something pops? Up? <clears throat> yeah. All right. Let's just say we had the real Brian Cashman on this show. Okay. You want to know what my, one of my first points I'd want to bring up to him is. Yeah. What the hell why were you does, wearing the other day? Why does he care so much about the future? I want him to just at least admit. Well, you understand that's part of his job, right? Hold yeah. on. Yeah. How many years are left on his contract? Three? Uh, three more years, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you say in a normal situation, Brian Cashman's job would be really in trouble right now? If they fail, no. I would say if they are not, if they uh, miss the postseason again, then if yes. he's on any other team, if he's the GM of any other team after last season, wouldn't you say that this season's an all in, not just for the Yankees, but for him to secure his job? So the only thing that they haven't that they've done that would that would lead anybody to believe that they're not quote all in is that they don't want to trade Spencer Jones. Okay, so my but, point uh, is... But all their other actions are sh are saying that they are all in. If Brian Cashman has the reins here, which we all know he pretty much does. I do. We know Hal, Hal steps in in deals that he wants to make happen that he doesn't have faith Cashman's going to get done. Yeah. <laughs> but, but why are you so concerned with the future, Brian? Right? Like, yeah. every, you should be all in for your own sake right well, now. Well, you, you do want to go all in. 
You do, but you also need to budget for the future. Um, you know, we feel like Spencer Jones is a commodity that we see beyond 2024 uh, into 2025, 2026. Uh, and, you know, you can't just kind of fluff those kind of guys. You got to make the right deals and try to make sure that you're staying relevant and competitive for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah, great. great. That's it. That's the answer you'd get, right? That's the answer you'd get. But the point I would, I'm trying to get at and I would grill him on this, is, Brian, what makes you so confident you have a future here? He's going to point to the fact that he has a contract. Okay, but even the three years. My point is that contract in a normal situation, in, in, a, in a regularly functioning organization, should be on the line here. But you should be. You want him to speak to something that he's not going that he's going to say. Oh, I have of a course. contract. Of course, but so I obviously wanted... he's looking at not losing two draft picks in next year's draft. He doesn't look at this as his job being on the line. He looks at it as I'm going to be here for as long as I want to be here, and I need to make sure that I'm protected in years beyond now. And I think that when I've given this front office a tough time, that's the big part of it. Is that I don't want a GM right now that has that mentality because he should be sitting there going, my, I didn't even make the fucking playoffs last year. My ass is on the line. I need to go all in right now. If when is realistically spent, okay, maybe a couple of years from now, he's really in his groove. You know, we just brought Volpe up a little early and Where we saw this him year, like we talked about last week. We saw the growing pains. Hey, if he plays this year, then great. But my point is Brian, Brian Cashman's mentality is still set in future tense, and it's concerning. Well, it's not set in future. It can be set in two tenses, now and in the future. I think yes. you're looking at both things right I now. Need more which... na I need more now. Okay, so, you know, trade Jason Dominguez too while you're at it. I pulled a rookie Jason Dominguez today, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a, That's the nice. new tops are nice. I really like them. Oh, yeah? You I didn't would. think I was gonna. I didn't you think would. I was gonna. I thought they were ugly at first. All right, so uh, I don't care to talk about Brian Cashman anymore. Let's uh, move right. on from that. Uh, let's, right. let's talk about okay. the man that signs his paychecks, though, Hal Steinbrunner, who spoke to the media today. And there were a couple of quotes. There were a lot of quotes, but I pulled these three out in specific. Uh, God damn it. Here we go. SGR's hair is getting long again. Uh, yeah. So remember the whole uh, idea that the Yankees didn't go to 325 with Yamamoto because of Garrett Cole. Yeah. And then people were like, well, that means Juan Soto's not going to resign because they're going to have to pay him more than Aaron Judge. Yeah. So um, they actually, the media asked, actually asked Hal about this, and this was his quote. I guess it's an interesting question, but not one I've thought about. I'm not sure Judge would care if we got Juan Soto for many years to come, but the market is what the market is, and he's going to cost what he costs. We'll have to wait and see. I think the idea of not being able to pay someone more than your top player is just ridiculous. And it doesn't and, seem like that's going to come into play here. And here's the thing. I say this all the time, right? Julio Rodriguez, he signed a, a what was his deal, 20 years? I don't know. It, it, it was something dumb, right? And I get it. It's awesome. If I'm sitting there as 12 the player. 12 years, 209 million. What was it? 12 years, 209 I thought it was more than 12 years. Is that like? No. Wow. I thought it was more than that. But anyway. I don't think you can really go past like 14 years. They kind of they kind of flag you when you do the, try to do that. 
here's the thing as a player it's all you feel all cozy right but you're taking a huge risk because we've seen it year after year now that the market jumps so drastically and if he breaks his leg tomorrow well that's what i'm saying it's a win-win for the player and i get it i it, but the but the other aspect of it is you're not keeping up with the market anymore and so if you're a guy but he's also franchise. going to be ahead of the market for the next six years. Okay, but what you're not understanding is you then can't get butt hurt if you're even if you're a franchise guy who signed a big deal, where another guy's coming in to help you in a World Series. Who's getting and they're hurt? Make, no, what I'm just saying the whole narrative of Judge being offended or you can't pay him judge more. is not offended. I know you fucking jerk off. What I'm yeah. saying is it's stupid to even bring up. So why are you bringing it up? <clears throat> Because everyone does. I you just, just brought a, it up. I brought well, a quote from Hal Steinbrenner, which he basically said it's yes. a non-issue. Right. It's what I'm saying not is not an issue at everyone. all. We are not concerned. <laughs> we we will do whatever it takes to re-sign Juan Soto. It You're does not that. matter the cost. That's it does not good. matter. It does you need not a matter. Little more cuck in there, though. I need just a little more cuck in there. <laughs> just a little more Al Gore in there. Just a little, a little bit. <laughs> All right, and we're going to re-sign Juan Soto, whether you like yeah, it or not. It's a little too bassy. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, a little so bassy. A little That's higher, a... a little higher, like right here. You'll I, get I, it. I'll work out. I'll if work you, out. I'm <laughs> telling you, two more weeks, and you'll have Hal Steinbrenner yeah. down. See, but here's the difference with the judge and and Soto. Soto is a caliber. He's in the tier of judge, where a guy because who was the debate of who to pay if if Cole might uh, have right. someone. Uh, I'll pay uh, or uh, you know have a bigger contract. It, it depends on the caliber of player that you're comparing with, but then it also Yamamoto. comes down to right. Oh yeah, and and I'm not paying Yamamoto more than Garrett Cole. I'm not paying someone who's never played in the league more than Garrett Cole. I'll Fine. pay Juan Soto more than Aaron Judge. One based on the caliber of player, and two based on the market, like you were saying. And this whole thing with Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole wanting to make be a voice for this organization going forward. I mean, what better way to be a voice than to say, I don't care what you pay Juan Soto. Give him whatever he wants. I don't care if I'm not the highest paid player. And then going to Garrett Cole with that, I like that point you brought up before, Christian, with the restructuring of his contract. I mean, how many times do we see in sports where leaders of teams restructure their contracts in order to bring in more talent? You saw it with Tom Brady with the Patriots all those years, LeBron James. You saw it with Otani's contract this year. That If that's what it's going to take for you to have an influence and make a difference on this franchise then that might be the way you change the team right. and for your benefit if, if you're not going to pay someone more than cole do it from a logical standpoint which i agree with if you're going to sit there and say logically i'm not going to pay a guy who never threw a pitch in major league baseball higher than the reigning cy young mm -hmm. i fine I'm look, not gonna... look, we talked about it last year when when Scherzer went to the Mets. When that happened, I didn't like that move because he was making a lot more than Jacob Degrom. I don't think that should be the case. I, I although those two are in at that same tier, so it kind of goes against my argument. But I just I feel like certain players shouldn't be out. Uh, you know, their salary shouldn't. They should be the highest paid player on the team. Certain certain players, it and then it depends status, on the market. It is a status symbol too. But you know. but. Okay, I know we don't want to harp on this and we got we got to move on. But my point then is don't harp on it. We can't but we can't make it a status thing because what I'm saying is when you're Aaron Judge signing a 10-year contract or a 9-year contract within 3 years your contract is outdated even if you're still a much better player than whoever else you're signing. Okay. It's still outdated because the market goes insane. Like right. we're paying guys who are half the player uh -huh. the same amount of money. So you can't be held to those to that standard either okay warren okay okay
Uh, so Hal Steinbrenner was asked to, also asked about uh, adding Blake Snell or other players, and he goes, given where we are payroll-wise, any addition to the club is going to be a costly one. I'm still willing to consider anything that cash brings my way. We are not done trying to improve this team. Okay. I mean, I've heard that before. But I'm I'm way more on board with the Yankee front office right now than I've been in a long time. Yeah, I mean, are you offended by that comment? No. I think it's a fair comment. I think again, it's all the stuff. It's all the stuff we're discussing. He knows that if he's yeah. bringing in Blake Snell, he's paying him. Uh, yeah, or he's not paying him, but that's what what it's going to yeah, cost. You, yeah, look, you, if you need to get creative, get creative. As long as he's open minded to it. Again, I, you know, it it would take more for me to believe him, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt here. I think they've done enough to earn back the benefit of the doubt. Don't you think Hal deserves more credit than he gets from this fan base? Absolutely, man. Yeah, I, I think so. I think the fan base has been fair with Cashman finally of giving him shit. But I don't think Hal, if you, again, we say it how many times, you want to rip Hal for continuing to bring Cashman back here? That's fair. That's fair. But don't, don't say he's cheap no. because his money is spent. Don't say he's cheap. And he stepped in when... You know who's thought, not. You know. You know who's not here. If Al Steinbrenner doesn't step in, Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge probably also, according to a lot of reports, Juan Soto. So now here's my thing. Soto. Guess he, what? He put the boots to Cashman's ass to get Juan Soto here. Guess who almost flubbed both of those deals? The guy that Hal Steinbrenner continues to hire. So if you want to have a gripe with him over hiring Cashman, I think it's more than fair. But other than that. I don't I don't understand the hatred for Hal Steinbrenner. No, I mean look, bottom line is you're a fan, you want to win, right? But from ownership, I I like to see a commitment to winning, right? And I can never say that how maybe you know you want to say that there were years where the Yankees were trying to reset the luxury tax. Well, they they did that and now look where they've been the last three or four years. Now they're now they're repeat offenders multiple times over that's why they're in a situation that they're in right par- partially so you know the yankees for right right or wrong they're making this i guess you could say that they're in their era where they're making their push but again like a lot of the things that they did didn't work out like josh donaldson was not a finishing piece he was just finished you know <laughs> right so i mean that's what i'm saying i don't hold that venom towards how that a lot of fans do because i think how is investing in this team he's investing a lot of resources in this team this team had their highest payroll ever last year and now they topped it again this year so you can't say that he's not trying to win he's trying to he's not a baseball guy he's trying to win the way that he knows how to win that's opening his checkbook he's just not trusting the right people and that's what we get on how for yeah and and you can also get on him for his quotes last season. Like, if you want to get on here. Right, but I but listen to it, and then we can, right. He didn't say the best things last year, but yeah. what have we been talking about? Last week, the Yankees pitchers and catchers reported, uh, and, you know, SGR was on assignment, okay? And Pete, yeah, okay. Sat, Pete sat in his box, okay? Okay, okay. Oh, he my was in God, Pete, Pete Seminetti's in Roger's box. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> and we said all the talk. Stanton came out earlier uh, in the week or last week said, I'm not paid to be the nice guy or, or, or the guy that says the right things. I'm paid to win a championship. We haven't done it. Garrett Who Cole. Who said this? This was Stanton. 
Stan, love him. Garrett Cole, my mind, my my main goal and pretty much my only goal is winning a title here, right? Yeah. And so, I love the Pirates. Boone, we're hell bent. <laughs> Boone, we're hell bent on being champions. Cashman said it. We need to win, and we need to win now. Okay, so we were talking about this. There's a different mind. There seems to be a different yeah. mindset around this team, right? And who? And the boss, baby boss. And I'm going to call him that. Boss okay? baby. <laughs> boss baby. Last year was an embarrassment, says Hal Steinbrenner. We were all embarrassed. He he uh, says he sees a quote different mindset. Team wide mm. and camp, they feel like they have something to prove to this fan base. Fuck yeah, dude. That's all I want. That's all I want. Tell me you're an embarrassment. Tell me you're just as embarrassed to run this organization as I am to say I'm a fucking fan of you last year. And let's get all on the same page here and go into this season and have one thing on our minds and one thing only. No more fucking excuses. Cannonball. No more fucking umpires are bullying me. No more, you know, any of yeah, this bullshit. Postseason's a crapshoot. Yeah, it's, none of it. I like that because that's the Yankee way. It's championship or bust. So it, that's I, it. The, where the narrative the last couple of years was, hey, you make it, you make it to the dance. Who knows what happens? And that's just not the way that the mentality that works for Yankees or their fans. Look, you don't get fooled. I know people you get fooled. No, I'm not getting fooled by words. But the words coming out of this organization the last couple of years made you sick to your stomach. The words coming out of this organization this year are everything that you as a fan have been feeling. Now, whether or not they got a good PR class over the summer, over the winter, I should say, and they are and they gauge how the fans felt and they're saying this to placate the fans, a conspiracy theorist, you know, live on. Right. But for me to hear the owner say we're embarrassed, we have something to prove to this fan base. To hear the GM say, to Chris's point, oh, why is he we need to win now? The GM said that. Your best players are all stating the same similar goal. We were brought here to win a championship. Nothing else matters. Damn right. It's got to be done on the field, but it's February 22nd, and it makes me as a fan feel like they have their heads uh, in the right place, at least going into the season right now. Damn straight, bro. So, unless uh, I think we covered pretty much all the news and notes, and now it's time for Fred, Damn. our good old friend, Fred. Okay, so Fred is uh, Fred's been a longtime contributor to the podcast. He usually okay. comes on uh, right before the season starts, but we decided to bring Fred on a little early this year because uh, I don't know. I just felt like it, it he was starts hot. drinking a little more towards the end of February and into March. So uh, remember the last couple of years, we said that maybe he wasn't drinking so much. Yeah. Some of his uh, projections are a little drinky here. Okay. Egregious is the word you're looking for. No, drinky. Drinky. Uh, so Fred is the, what did we use? Baseball reference? We use baseball yeah. reference, yes. He's the baseball reference algorithm. We that comes up him. with the projected stats for, for the uh, upcoming season. And we so if they Fred. ever call him Fred, they stole it from us. Okay, we had it first. We had it and a he's a drunk. Time. He's an old, drunk, miserable human being. Yeah, didn't you create like an AI generated version yeah. of Fred at one point? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. That he's was just cool. an old, drunk, looks like a retired fucking phys ed teacher who just sits at a desk and doesn't throw any garbage away. And he's just an alcoholic and he projects the Yankees' numbers. So we, uh, well, we 
we chose uh we have 16 projections that we're going to go over and we're going to uh vote over or under on the projections 15 are players and then we have the team win total oh. um so i i brought it to you guys earlier today that i was going to do the quote 10 starters because i counted trevino and wells as the catcher so that where you get 10 okay. from plus the five starting pitchers um Right before we signed on, I made a change because I love, I really do love Jose Trevino, but his numbers are just not worth discussing, and it's just kind of boring talking about him because so, because he was out most of the year. Well, a lot right? of these guys are a lot of these guys' numbers are going to be skewed because they were out a lot of the year, but they're still important to discuss right, right. now. Okay, I just don't feel after thinking about, it, I just don't feel right a discussion about gotcha. Jose Trevino is, is worth it. And, and here's one thing I'll throw out there before we start. Last year, if you've been listening to the show over the years, last year we had a lot of low numbers that we were like, come on, if they don't do this, if this guy doesn't hit this, we're not making it into the postseason. Well, guess what? A lot of those low numbers weren't hit, and the Yankees didn't make the postseason. So some of these might seem easy to hit, but this team hasn't stayed healthy over the last couple of years. So they're pretty important numbers. Yeah, for most of the pitchers, I did innings pitch because I think for these guys specifically, those are going to be the most, that's going to be the most important thing for them. Absolutely. So we're going to start out with the reigning Cy Young uh, of the American League, Garrett Cole. Last year, Garrett Cole was absolutely outstanding. The uh, I, I would love to see somebody argue with me on this. The best pitching performance by a Yankee starter in 40 years. Um, since 1978, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that would be actually be 45 years because I'm 40. Okay. So that was before my time, even. Oh, um, wow. Garrett Cole threw to a 2.63 ERA last year. Um, Fred projects Garrett Cole to throw to a 3.33 ERA this year. Uh, I'll start because he's my boy. Okay. I'm going under in a big time under. For for the ERA projection for Garrett Cole, yeah, three 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 is nice, but that's after the year he came off of, and for what we really need Garrett Cole to be, I'm going to be disappointed if he's thrown to a three three three. So I'm not going to say that he's I'm not going to say that he's going to be in the mid twos like he was last year, but I need like two eight two nine. I, yeah, you know, somewhere around there, like to really cement himself. I'll take a two nine eight. I'll take it that high. I will. So what do you, so you're you're speaking, so go ahead. I'll take I'm definitely taking the under. I think I don't think Garrett Cole's gonna win Cy Young again, but I think he's gonna be in the discussion for sure. I think he'll be a top three finalist. And I don't think he'll be anywhere near the three three three. I think he's under. I think he's in the twos yeah. again. Yeah, we're all in agreement. I'm gonna also say under. Last year I went into the year with a lot of pessimism about Garrett Cole. I really didn't think he was going to ever really have a season like he had this year i'm flipping that switch uh so i gotta say it's gonna go under under all right next up here we have carlos rodon uh carlos rodon had a miserable start to his yankees career last year injured uh uh had a near seven era um he threw 64.1 innings last year fred projects him for 110 this year so chris we'll start with you uh, over better be over better be way over no I'm not go, better be what do you think it's going to be over I do I, I I think a lot of these are going to be optimistic for once for me 
And I think I have every right to, I think all of us have every right to be optimistic right now. Um, I think Radon looks fucking great. I think he looks like a guy who's embarrassed, if you want to go back to that word, who's embarrassed of what he did last year, and he has a lot to prove. And he's the kind of guy you want with that mindset to come in and have a lot to prove. I'm going over easily on that. SGR? I want, I want to go over. But I was really disappointed in his season last year. Hopefully he's this year's Garrett Cole for me, and I'm going to be pessimistic with him now, and then he'll prove me wrong as the year goes on. But I am going to say under. I, that whole back issue kind of scares me, the velocity yeah. dip, the lack of uh, pitches that he, in his arsenal. I just I don't I feel confident that Carlos Rodon's going to be that guy. But I will say I, I love his mentality. The, the, he's definitely someone to root to root for. He's clearly was frustrated with his performance last year, and you're seeing that in his offseason regimen. It, it's that's that's all I hope. I hope that he goes over that, obviously, as a Yankee fan, but also just for the hard work to pay off because he's he's definitely working hard. Some will say hard. Art. So, but I am going to have to say under, man. Sorry. Sorry, Carlos. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to take the over because honestly, I I don't know how he can be under again this year. Honestly, if he's healthy in camp, he's got to hit 110 easy. I'm not saying, you know, we're, we're all hoping for 170, 180, right? Like that's the that's the dream. That's how you know yeah. he's been healthy all year. He's having a really good year, but for him to not hit 110 and he's healthy in camp. I don't know yeah. about that. Well, here's that, the thing. Here's the thing with 110. Even if Knockwood is injured, you can miss. You can miss fair. a decent amount of time and still hit. You can miss still, a month and still. Yeah, hit. because yeah. if you look at his 2018, he only started in 20 games, but he still eclipsed 120 in two third innings. Right. So, even if he misses 15 starts or 10, 11 starts, depending on how many he gets, you hope that he should that still hit happen. that. So, yeah, that's a great. That's a great point. But let's hope it's well over. Yeah, so I'm going to go over on the 110. Uh, honestly, me, I talked to, was chatting with uh, everybody in the group chat on on Twitter, okay? And I told, I said, I said, me and Pete, we're going to get into some fisticuffs over Carlos Rodon and Garrett Cole this year because they're both going to be dominating American League hitters, throwing to sub three ERAs, and we're going to be arguing with each other over who the alpha dog of this rotation is. Yeah, oh, for, for sure. sure. So sure. uh, I got big hopes for for Carlos Rodon this year. Uh, I I'm he's gonna eat somebody's fucking heart on the mound this year, mm. and he's I mean even if he misses a month, he's gonna hit one. He's gonna hit one ten. I mean, yeah. not that not yeah. that I'm wishing. He's don't gonna... don't miss a month, but even if you do, yeah, don't miss a month. Okay, don't. But do if that. you do, you should hit it. All right. Okay. Another guy who has just been a breath of fresh air in camp is somebody that. Honestly, we didn't want here for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. That's that's Marcus Stroman. Uh, Marcus Stroman uh, threw to 136.2 innings last year. Fred's got him projected for 141. Ryan, you're up. I'm going to go with the over there. I think he's someone that can give them innings. Uh, he, he's another guy. This, see, this is this is my favorite part about them reporting and stuff is is the, the the dynamic that some of these new guys have have kind of already started. He's one of those guys that's really doing a great job with presenting himself, that he really wants to be there. So I'm kind of just going to stay optimistic. He's been a healthy type of, of player for the most part, I want to say, and 140 is not crazy and he's gonna get the opportunity to uh to go over that number so i'm gonna go over for stroman 
uh, this is kind of this is a good see I said some of Fred's numbers were a little drinky but this one is pretty good because this is where Strowman's been sitting the last couple of years yeah, yeah 136 138 so this is a little bit of a bump um we don't push here but I'm going to I'm gonna take the under I am on Strowman. I'm going to take the under on Stroman, but I don't, it's not going to be like a 84 inning under. I just think he's going to sit in that 135 to 140 range, and the number is 141. Yeah. Do you, can you tell me off the top of your head what those injuries were the last couple of years that helped uh, him back? It wasn't, wasn't it an oblique or side or something last year? All right. Nothing shoulder wise, nothing. I don't. I don't know. If yeah, right. left calf, hamstring, chest, right shoulder fatigue. It was a shoulder. Uh, la- it was a shoulder uh, last year. That was 2022. Last year was the rib and the finger. Rib. Yeah. Okay. Mm. 22 is the shoulder. Uh, that, and then right shoulder fatigue in 2018. Uh, Look, so I, I, we shoulder. know it's part. We know it's part of his allure that he's this little guy and he's like a a pit bull out there, but yeah. he's also a little guy and like. And I'm not saying that to be the yeah, that should make him. you that should make it a, him more nimble, no? No, it should also mean that the wear and tear on his body is gonna uh add up a lot quicker than a guy that's <sighs> built a little yeah. to handle it a little bit more. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm a little bit more bullish on Gar- on on Carlos Rodon staying healthy than I am Marcus Stroman. But if it's 135, 140, we're gonna get a quality 135, 140 out of him. I don't think again, I'm going to say this again about Marcus Stroman. You're not going to get bad innings out of him. The talent is there. It's just whether how much we're going to get out of him this year. This is tough for me, man. I'm going to go over. I am. I'm very close, though. If I could push on any of these, I guarantee you this is probably the one I would push on. Yeah, I feel the same about I'm it. I'm going to go over, but I think it's going to be close. I, I do think he'll be in the 150s, though. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Next up is a guy that again missed a lot of time last year, and that was Nestor Cortez. He threw sixty-three point one innings last year. Fred's got him projected for one hundred and five. Uh, honestly, bro, I I'm conflicted on this one. I'm yeah. really conflicted on this. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the under on Nestor Cortez. Yeah. I, I'm going to. I I can't. Believe yeah. It. I'm no, going to take. I'm. Did you say hard? Mm-hmm. So hard, hard. Who's that? I'm, it was like we talked about with when Pete sat in last week. If you found out today that Nestor Cortez was done for the year, does that change your expectations for this team going forward? No. no. And no. I like I I I I mean everybody made a big deal about him striking out Soto three times in camp yesterday. So I mean he looks good, but again. This is a guy that's never really logged a lot of innings, and he threw sixty three last year. So I mean, yeah. what can we sixty three ex- terrible innings? I oh, mean, sure. what can we really expect from him? Yeah, I hate to say it, but I, I here's I another factor too. Another factor is I genuinely believe that this team's going to land Snell, mm-hmm. and I'm not confident that Nestor can necessarily keep the job the entire year as that fifth starter because and, who's the most sorry chris but who, no, who no. You, who's the most susceptible to being that 
one that gets replaced in the yeah. rotation. Well, it could be the after next struggling. Could, I mean, it could be the next guy we speak about too. Right. I mean, both these guys could be. Uh, yeah, it's either one of the of the yeah, those two. Clark Schmidt gave me something last year that Nestor didn't, and I'm not trying to rip on Nestor because what he's brought to this team, we've never given him the the true credit for. We've yeah. always had, we've always been waiting for that other shoe to drop, yep. and it's not necessarily fair to him, but. Nestor. We're talking about a guy who threw 153 innings a couple of years ago for the first time ever, even coming close to that. And we saw the effects of it. And so for me, I'd put my money more on the guy who gave me dependability last year than on him at this point. And I'm going to have to go under. All right, Ryan. I'm going to go over. I I I think that he's gonna be able to make a decent amount of starts, which should just get him over that number. But again, it it just depends on. I think for this one though, you kind of want to wait and see what they what the rotation looks like on opening day because I I feel like that's gonna be a major factor in in figuring out um Nestor's true role and and his the jeopardy of you know him potentially losing a spot in the rotation it changes drastically with the addition of snell because then you got to think about it if he is struggling then i feel like cortez would be the guy that goes be based on the amount of lefties that you have in that rotation i i don't know if i want to have a majority uh left-handed rotation at that point if it's not working out i might want to try something else so uh, but i am gonna go with the over i i he was a guy who last year i was i was big on forgetting about that other shoe dropping i was it, it dropped he was he was solidified as one of the best pitchers in baseball for a time span there so i'm gonna go back to that Nestor's gonna find his way back and he's gonna be a solid producer for this team this year uh -huh. solid producer okay. Uh, okay all right clark schmidt last year threw to a uh through to a 4.64 era fred's gotten projected to be even a little bit better this year 433 chris um what was he four six four six four, last, four year? last year yeah and uh projected four three three um red damn i'm gonna go i'm gonna go over okay but but not in a bad it's not a bad over i'm not thinking i still think he's gonna be better than last year um but i don't want to have the too high expectations of this guy for me clark schmidt is a his role is to be reliable and take the ball every five days if that's what he's here to do. Which he did last year. Which he did last year, yeah. which I loved, and I thought that was the most important thing he could do for this team. I see him as like a four-and-a-half type of guy. If he's under four-three-three, fucking God bless him. And chat, go we, uh, chat, we forgot to mention this, but we uh, hope everybody's chiming along here, too. Throw yeah, your over. Throw your over. Yeah, we, we, we got well. They are. Everyone is. Okay. Everyone is. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so you got over on Schmidt. For Ryan? the ERA, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go under because if you look at his numbers from last year, May 31st his ERA was 5.01. I think he kind of he and it just kept going lower and lower as the year went on. His his lowest was 4.23 in uh, like the first week of August. I think he's gonna be around that that July August type of pitcher and and kind of stay under that. I could even see it being under four this year if he if he takes that next step. But I am going to just go with the under of 4-3-3. I really like this number for Clark Schmidt. I, again, like the Stroman one, if I was going to push on something, this would be a number that I would want to push on is 4-3-3. Yeah. 
Um, Cause I think he's going to have games where last year he looked really good in games. And then other games, he just got the shit kicked out of him. And because he's a five starter and especially early on, the Yankees weren't uh, really letting him go deep into the games. That kind of messes with the ERA a little bit. So I like a, Four two to four four ERA for him, but because we have to kind of put a stamp. I mean, we kind of, we don't kind of we have to put a stamp on this. I'm gonna be, you know, sense of optimism here. I think he four four two five four. You know, somewhere in there okay. for Clarkschmidt. Mm, okay, mm. you know, I, to your oh, sorry, right? No, yeah. I was just gonna add chime in on something I just saw in the chat from our boy Scott Wright, who had made a good comment here. I thought Clark's progression last year was a bit ahead of schedule. I'm optimistic he's going to be more impactful yeah. this year. So let's see. You're right. He kind of what he kind of was chugging along well, last year. So it'll be nice. To and see you don't need to. You don't, you don't need Clark Schmidt to throw. To it would be nice, obviously, you know, right. to be a guy that throws through a three ten ERA. If Clark Schmidt makes thirty two starts and throws to a four ten four twenty five ERA, he's your fifth star. Even if find, he goes to a four and a half, find me a fifth starter that does that in right. baseball. So I right, mean, the Yankees right. are going to be in really good if he's the fifth starter. Though, remember that. Right. Well, my point I was going to make is kind of what Scott was saying. I didn't see that comment, but his given Christian's point of like he was he has a short leash. He's pulled early. Um, that ERA is inflated. He really pitched to a high threes ERA type of guy mm-hmm. towards the end of the year last year. If you remember, Clark Schmidt was not only dependable by the end of the year, but he was actually pretty consistent. Um, yeah, wouldn't you say you were most confident outside of Garrett Cole when Clark Schmidt was on the mound well, that they would the, get a win? I mean, he was the only guy taking the ball yeah. every five days. Yeah, right. Oh, there it is. So, so for me, I think he has it in there, and I'm just going over because I don't. I just think his innings are going to be more important to me at that point. Okay. So, okay. That's All right. I think it's doable. So uh, I've been snaking this in case you haven't noticed, and we're up to where Ryan gets to do the first uh, pick here, and just so happens that it's somebody Ryan hates tremendously. DJ Aaron Judge, DJ Lemayu. You've had battles with DJ year after year. Last year, DJ Lemayu had a two forty three batting average. This year, Fred says he will improve to two fifty three. Oh. Wow. Ah, uh, uh, man, it pains me. And hopefully we get a streak going here and I'm wrong for the second year in a row. I'm going under. I'm kind of off the DJ LeMayhew train. I don't really see a future with him on the Yankees. I don't know if he's going to be someone that can contribute uh, the Wait. way that they want him to. So I, I just, I, I, Although the one promising thing is that he did look like a different player when uh, once Sean Casey came on board, I want to say. I know Sean Casey's not there anymore, but maybe he unlocked something that can uh, he was help LeMahieu. And he was yeah. healthy. But that's another thing that kind of bothers me with him. He plays hurt a lot. Like, you got to kind of speak up. I know you are you know you have that stubborn mentality. Whatever, go on the but, I.L. Yeah, yeah go on the I.L. if you have to. We got a super chat here from Rob. This is about uh, Clark Schmidt, so we might as well just get it in there before we move on. To get, get it in man, with Clark. Here's you. a question. Okay. Asks Ra, if Ra. Clark has better has a better ERA than Stroman this year, would you be shocked? I wouldn't. I got Clark down for a three point eight ERA. That's a great uh, question. Yeah, I would be shocked because I expect bigger things from Stroman. Yeah, and, and I would hope that that meant would mean Sh- Schmidt takes a nice leap. Yeah, Schmidt getting to down to Stroman, not Stroman getting up to Schmidt. Right, 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 right. right. 
All right, so uh, I'm going to take the over on LeMayu. I don't think he I, – I think the days of DJ LeMayu being a 300 hitter are over, but can he – especially if the Yankees are going to bat him leadoff – 265 yeah. 270 have I mean, to. is that is that asking too much yeah. from him uh, uh, again recency bias it is it's yes that is too much to ask for him i mean the bar is set low Run at him. 253 i mean i'm gonna take the over though i still think there's a little bit more left in there and well, you, you have to hope great. that they go sorry chris again i keep cutting you off but the the you have to hope that the approach from lemayhew is is going to be a little altered this yeah. year because you're hearing from camp like Volpe's going to be a different take a different approach for dugo's bringing a new approach maybe lemayhew kind of molds more to that type of player instead of the player we've seen in recent years All well right. you know what's crazy to me mm-hmm. pete put up the graphic i in my head for some reason DJ's only been struggling the last two seasons. Like it was this past year and the year before, but it's been three seasons now mm-hmm. where he's been under 270. Last year he was under two, uh, home, yeah, was at 243. So yep. at this point, I can't, I'm not going to keep being optimistic. I Do I think it's more than possible? Yeah, I would say he better be fucking over. Yeah, it's very important he's over two fifty if he's the leadoff hitter. That's like you got to get over that. He number. better be, but you know what? I'm sorry, DJ. I loved you. I love you. I still love you. It's yeah, not you. Him. It's me. But no, it's you. I can't. I can't be optimistic anymore, pal. I, I'm gonna take the under. Fool me once, shame on you. All right. Next up here, the uh, big trade acquisition of the offseason: Juan Soto. Um, over. You don't even know what it is. Don't care. All right. Well, I picked OPS because I think it's the, probably the most important stat for Juan Soto. Last year, Juan Soto had an OPS at 930. Fred says he's going to have an OPS at 925 this year. I'm taking the over. I think this guy's going to be pushing 1,000 this year. I mean, yeah. like, if not 1,000, like 990 I just think he's going to have a monster, monster, monster year with Aaron Judge batting behind him because yeah. obviously that's not the way I would do things, but that's the way it looks like the Yankees are going to do things. Juan Soto is going to have a, a monster year pushing a thousand on the OPS. That's I'm going it. over for sure. And I just want to bring up, I know everyone's seen the clip by now of him hitting that ball to the warning track. Yeah, that was nice. It's not even about where the ball goes. Do you see how direct he is to the ball in that fucking pop right haven't off the missed, bat? Haven't you missed that a lefty bat with that Let me tell you swing? something, dude. It's the first thing I thought of was I can't wait. I'll actually make a prediction. Juan Soto, home run, opening day at Yankee Stadium. Ooh. For sure. For okay. sure. Put it in You're the books. You're good with that shit. Bet your money on it. I'm hitting a home run in his first game in pinstripes. This guy's swing is is he was literally born to play at Yankee Stadium. I'm going yep. over. This guy's going to be a beast. Ooh, that pumped me up a little. I'm go- also going over. Going to be a beast. He's a top three offensive player, and the other one's batting right behind him. That's wild. Sick. I mean, who was his Sick. protection? In San Diego, was it Machado? Machado. Was it Machado? <laughs> I mean, you know, and Machado's is a, a nice backup to have, but it's he's not Aaron Judge. Oh, my, I, honestly, think about I, it. Think about how often I don't know for sure if it was Machado. Yeah, but but even whoever it was, think about how often teams over the last two years have decided to pitch around Aaron Judge and and pitch around certain players. 
you're you're not going to have that luxury of with Juan Soto up right before him with Judge coming up. I can't I can't let Soto get on here because then what am I going to do with Aaron Judge? So it's just it's going to be a pretty wild season. I I want to say for those two especially, it's going to be fun. All right. Speaking of Aaron Judge, he's next last year because he ran into that fucking wall. He only hit 37 home runs. Fred thinks he's going to run to a wall again this year because he projects him to hit 37 home runs this year. Drunk. Hammered. You're hammered with that fucking projection, dude. Yeah, I thought he was getting sober until that one. (laughs) Hammered. I said some of these were a little drinky. Hammered. You're close to being blackout. You're close to being blackout at that point. Let me tell you something. Over by a fucking mile. Over by a mile, man. Over. Yeah. That's I got, all I'll say. I, I really I don't have much to add. I'm just gonna say he's not he he's gonna hit more than 37 home runs this year over. 60. Book I'll it. tell you what, dude. Wouldn't I'll fucking it. dip my balls right into that drink you have right there. On a oh, five? I'll do, yeah, 60. Mm. 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 He posted on the NYYU Twitter what the over under uh home runs between Judge and Soto. I think he said it at 90. Ooh. Over. Over, baby. Over. Wow. Hell yeah. Over. Judge I'm is going it. to judge. I'm telling you, as long as Judge stays away. <laughs> as long as Aaron Judge stays away from ball dipping line. As long as Aaron Judge stays away from walls in Los Angeles, he is going yeah. to hit 60. 60. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm not saying he's breaking his record, but he's hitting 60. Okay. Maybe he will, though. Okay. Maybe he will. But we're not saying it. Okay. Speaking of breaking things, Anthony Rizzo broke his fucking head last year. Uh, uh, true. Uh, and uh, he only played in 99 games. Fred says he's going to play in 116 this year. Ryan, what do you say? I mean, for games, I do. I think he'll go over that because I, I think he'll have a healthy year. That was kind of a freak incident that happened last year. He's going to get the playing time. So I'm not really worried so much about the games. I'm just worried about the production in those games. But I'll, I'll say over for his games played. Yeah, um, uh, I'm going to say oh, well, 116 again. I mean, that's such a low bar to set is 116. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll be in the 130s. I'm not expecting him to play 140, 150, but I, I'm expecting him to go past 160, 116. Uh, so oh, I'm going to take crazy. the over. Chris? I'm taking the over. I think it'll be... High 130s, if we're lucky, 140s. One thing I liked is that it was his fucking head and not his back. Um, not that I liked for him, but for his future's sake. Um, maybe it keeps him even healthier this year because, like you said, SGR was a freak thing. I'm going over. Slim and sexy now. Not not big and uh, sexy. Uh, John Carlos Stanton actually yeah. played in 101 games last year, which wow. I didn't think he played in that many. I mean, I don't think he. I don't think he knew he played in that many. So uh, Fred says he's going to play in 113 this year. So who who started last time, Ryan? Uh, yeah, now go ahead, you Chris. Did. Uh, so that's me now because we're sneaking uh, back. All right, go ahead. Um, I love Stanton. I love what he I love that he says he's not supposed to be the stand-up guy, blah blah blah. I love that he's the stand-up guy. I love that he's trying something different, lost the weight, new new stance in in, in spring training. Until he does it, I gotta take the under. Until okay, he does enough. it, I have to I just I love him, but I don't trust him. I fair love enough. him, but I don't trust him. 
Okay. It's a love. It's a, it's a, if you guys are in a Facebook relationship, you'd have it under it's complicated. Complicated. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I'm going to go over only because I'm with you, Christian on, you got to prove it to me. But for me, I think big G again, we're talking mentality. We're talking coming prepared. I got to give big G benefit of the doubt here. I think he's a workhorse. I think he's a guy who has been a stand-up guy and also has a lot to prove. I'm going over, man. I'm going over for you, G. Oh, Ryan, man, big G. I'm going to go under because there's kind of there's a couple things playing into this because if you you remember the Cashman quotes when he was kind of throwing some he was saying some pretty shade. nasty shit about yeah, it was more Stan. than shade. Um he basically said, you know, he was healthy and you, you're you're not going to I can't remember what the exact quote was, but he said it's, it's part of his game. now. Yeah. Getting injured is part of his game. That's what right. So, you know, if that if that's the mentality with this guy now that when when or if or when he does get hurt, then they're not going to be, you know, immediate to to bring him back, especially if they have the depth pieces that they have with a guy like Jason Dominguez. You could see him get hurt. And then his role can take a drastic change because enough is enough. They might have that mindset now. All right, you're good. You're getting hurt all the time. I'm done trying to get you to play a full season. You are now going to be a glorified bench player for us. That's an, I, I see that happening. That's a great point. If Stan's going to get hurt this year, get hurt before June because once Dominguez yeah. is ready to come back, your playing time might be done. Yeah, so it could, it might not even be a matter of health this year. It might be a matter of performance, uh, and that there's guys that's that another thing that are better. That's a that's a great point, Ryan. It's not even that he was hurt last year. He hit one ninety one with a sub seven hundred. Yeah, right. He's not going to get that. This chance is John Carl Stan we're talking about. Yeah, mm -hmm. he was he was non existent. All right, uh, so it's uh, it's Chris is up first here, and it's Gleba Torres. Who Glaber interestingly said uh, yesterday during media day that yeah. Yeah, um, I love that quote. He wants to be a Yankee for life. This is where he wants to be, and he would be willing to take a discount to stay here. Wow. Now I still wow. need to see the Yankees offer him uh, a large contract because even a discount is going to run is going to be nine figures. Right? It's, it's just going to be a nine figure deal even on a discount. But you know he he's the guy that wants to be here. And I've said this a hundred times, and I'll say it again. I don't hate Glaber Torres. I don't think Glaber Torres sucks. Glaber Torres is a good baseball player. He's not a great baseball player. He's also a space cadet. Now Glaber Torres is a little older and maybe a little bit more mature. Maybe he cleans up some of that. So this is a big year for Glaber Torres in his walk year. Mm -hmm. And last year he hit 25 home runs. Uh, Fred, Fred thinks he's only going to hit 21 this year. Chris? Over. Over. I don't know that he'll hit 30. I hope he does. I could see him hitting 35 home runs. Um, I'm going to go over. I think tw I, Volpe fell into how many last year? 22? 20. Did he hit just 20 on the nose? Did he? I don't know. Volpe hit 21. Okay, 21. Okay, so if Volpe can... Can yeah, you're right, run Chris. into 21. I think Glaber Torres, a guy who hit what? How many that one year? 38 or 48? No, he 30. hit 39. 38. 38, 39. 40. So for me, it's there. 38. I think, 
you have a much better lineup around you. Um, you're going to be a guy where yeah. pitchers are trying to take a break by the time they yep. get to you, um, and you have that talent to to make them pay for it. I got to go over. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going big over. I'm expecting a lot out of Glaber Torres this year. If you know, last year, if you had to pick one player, you know, that played for a majority of most of the year, he played in 158 games last year. He was their best offensive contributor, I'd say, for the duration of the season right is that fair to say yeah he was so i think he, that he was definitely the most consistent yeah, yeah i mean look a judge when healthy was the best but you know torres played the whole year now with that in mind this year he's not in that he's not even close to being in the spotlight this year he is so far down the list of talking points you combine that with the fact that he's on a contract year yeah he's saying i'll take a discount i'll take a discount but he's in he's in control of what that discount's going to be depending on you know, the, the payoff he's going to get, look at what Aaron judge got when he bet on himself. I think he, yeah. he went over like $375 million because he bet on himself. So it seems like Glaber's taking that same route of betting on himself. And, you know, I, I think with that combined with that contract year stuff, I know a lot of people say contract years aren't, you know, it's kind of like a, a myth type of thing that, that, you know, it's not really, doesn't really show anything. There's nothing statistically <laughs> relevant on that, but, just in certain situations, I don't know. I, I could see this being a huge thing for Glaber. I mean, think of look at what Aaron Judge did by betting on himself. Think of that example that he set for. All right, we got a, we got a super chat here from. This LA. might be Li Yankee King's greatest oh, comment shit, he's ever made. It. Yeah, uh, Stan is under the Stan is most under, pressure. Yeah, I mean, it, the player under the most pressure. He well, I need a, I need a little bit more coherency, bro. Okay? That's okay, bro. Look, it's a good comment here. Well, I'll fix it up here. Stan okay. is the player under the most pressure to perform on the roster because of Jones and Dominguez are coming. If Stan are coming, okay, they're coming. They're coming. Uh, okay. They're edged okay. right okay. now. They're, okay. they're coming. If okay. Stan doesn't perform, he's gone. I don't know if he's gone. I don't think the Yankees are going to be there yet to to get rid of him. No. But yes, as we discussed earlier, his his playing time is going to be significantly cut. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, 21 is a shockingly no, low number for Gleyber Torres. Um, I think I think he's going to have a big year uh, because I think he steadied out last year. I really think we yeah. saw a more mature hitter. And uh, like you said, man, if it's okay, a lot of it, this is going to depend on lineup placement too. How big of a year he has is he is he the guy protecting uh, Juan Soto and Aaron Judge, or are they going to you know is Rizzo the guy and then right labor you know right. so uh but i would love to see him like six maybe and i think he yeah i think there. he's a great spot there and that's kind of going back to my point was a pitcher looks for places he could take breaks in lineups and obviously yeah the more point. the the least amount of breaks you can give a pitcher the better and when you have glaber at the bottom a guy who clearly has shown he has the power in those well, positions triggered it I always triggered in the chat because somebody called him out because he said that Chance Adams was going to be Garrett Cole. Oh, shit, man. That's a take that kind of yeah, stays in, with you. In 2018, bro. yeah. I saw the beef going. It was actually that's, very that's entertaining. The, that's what that's you could and that one quick thing with Twitter. Be, you got to Before we finish up the last few, however many we have, uh, Medina put in the chat something's going on with his dad. So thoughts and prayers there because that's yeah. our boy. Medina, bro. Yeah, Medina. Huh? Just so you know. Nope, Just so right. you know, we saw it and we're there for you. Yeah, brother. Uh, thanks for bringing down the show, bro. Okay, no. sorry. <laughs> no. 
anyway, um, how many players do we have left? We have four players in a team win total. Okay. All right. So next up, who who started this one? Me. This one's from Glaber. You did. So SGR Verdugo, uh-huh. two sixty four last year, two seventy seven on the batting average this year is the projection. Ooh. Over baby. Oh wait, two, wait, hold on. Two seventy seven is Fred projecting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, that's a high. that's a high projection. I don't know. I'm actually going to go under because you oh, you could, I don't you could to, see okay. what. Wow, he already wrote it. I already wrote it. Oh man, it's all right, dude. It's all right. Cross it out. Just because sometimes it takes a little while to acclimate to the the dimensions of Yankee Stadium, so I am interested to see what his approach is playing at a much different ballpark. Uh, so I two seventy seven. If he if he goes over that, man, this team's gonna fucking roll this year. Yeah, man. dude, that's a high over. That's under. high. This is the third one where now I'm gonna say if I could push on something, I'd push on this. Yeah, I love this number. That's I a good number. I love this number for Alex Verdugo. And let me go. Let me get on my soapbox here for a quick second. I am sick and tired of Yankee fans treating this guy like he's some piece of fucking garbage. Yeah. Because he because he came over here dressed like a looking like a homeless rat, and because he played for the Red Sox, this is a good, yeah. solid baseball player. Yep, his numbers aren't going to jump off at the page at you. He's not going to do anything spectacularly, but you know what he is? He's a grinder and he's a good baseball player. Okay, how many times did we see him do shit? And then show up in the biggest moments against. I was just going to say in it, those games. At the very least, games. we're not playing him anymore. Okay, mm-hmm. and Aaron Judge apparently pushed the Yankees to go out and make the trade for this guy. So, yeah, I, I, my only reservation about Juan, uh, Juan Soto about uh, Alex Verdugo was that I initially thought when I saw it happen was that that meant they were out of Soto, but because they got Soto and now they have Verdugo, I love fucking uh, Alex Verdugo on this <laughs> team. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's all right. Want, want Soto. We got we got Juan Soto on the brain, okay? Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, and I think Alex oh. Verdugo. I would love Alex Verdugo to hit leadoff on this team. And Boone said that even though he wanted to be DJ, there will be times where it will it could be Verdugo, maybe against some some tough righties. Yeah, I see that, bro. Two seventy five. I mean, I'm gonna fuck it. I'm going over. I think two seventy five. Two seventy five to two eighty in that range is going to be fucking spectacular, and absolutely going to be a real dangerous team with him hitting in there. But if the number's two seventy seven, let's go fuck it over for. I don't know, man. If he's hitting over two seventy seven, then this this is the number one team in the American League. Here's here's how I do this in my head. When you start to talk about a player, and then you give what stat you're going to give us, I immediately go, okay, what would be a great batting average for him to have that I'd be more than happy with and the first time that came up was 270 and then i was like so his over under should be like 265 so when you came at me at 277 then i know i'm gonna go under but here's what i'm gonna say i'm going under but i think it's right there i see verdugo high 260s mid 270s and if that happens he's a perfect lefty piece in this in this lineup yeah, I don't know how we're back at Ryan starting again, but I guess we are. Chris went last. No, you do now. No, oh, I, yeah, you go now. Oh, or whatever. All right, so here was the change that I made. Um, I went to Clay Holmes just because he is the closer. 
And like I said, I don't really want to spend too much time talking about. Yeah, what did Fred have him at seven last year? What? <laughs> yeah. Saves. He had him at a low yeah, save. This is one of his drinky ones. His little drinky, drinky ones. Because uh-huh. last year, Holmes saved uh, 24 games. And Fred says he's only going to save 12 this year. Yeah, I feel like that was the same thing last uh, year. Was, and got oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. This is what I prefaced the whole segment with. You think a lot of these are fucking unrealistic. And then last year, a lot of these guys went under some of these unrealistic numbers. No, I Fred this, knows what he's doing. No, I think this one is unrealistic. Yeah, he might not be good with closers. I don't last year was bad. Yeah, twelve. Twelve is the over under? Yes. And he had how many last year? 24. 24. Over. Come on. Yeah. Oh, you're up first. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not I'm not shy in saying this, that I think the Yankees' biggest concern is him being the closer. Yeah. 12 saves? Come on. He's not going to be that bad. I don't think he's going to be bad. I'm just going to be shitting my pants in a big game. With 12 him. is either he's not the closer anymore or he's hurt. Yeah, same. This is the same thing we talked about last year. That okay. is a that is a very low number. Chris, you're over on that. Yeah, over. Come on, Ryan. Also over. All right. Much, I don't have really. It's it's literally it's kind of that same thing from last. He could pitch with his eyes in. closed and and especially and you could even say last year there was more debate on him losing his job. Like there were there were people that could come in. Who who's going to come in and be the closer right now? I There's can't one think of guy. anyone. There's I just one can't guy. Think. And okay, again, Loisaga cannot trust him. No, not J-Lo? enough to give up on Holmes like that. Or, or no. they trade Holmes, or they move on from Holmes. Maybe I don't know. I think they like him. I think. Bay- yeah, I think so too. The way they wrote his con, the language of his contract, they obviously want this guy to be a closer. Mm. So I mean, that's my biggest concern with this team. I mean, hopefully. Yeah, some names. Heel might be someone to look at. Ian Hamilton. I don't, yeah, I don't really see those guys as being closers. For Ian them. Hamilton's a, a guy nobody's talking about. He was tremendous last year. Yeah, Ham- yes. Hamilton. Hamilton but, could be. You know, but he also got hurt. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm just not really now. Just take these numbers and throw them out the window because I don't think they really mean too much. But I just wanted to bring them up. Uh, Austin Wells. Uh, last year he hit four dingers. Fred's got him down for nine. So, Chris, um, I think it's really going to come down to how much playing time he gets. Mm-hmm. He had four and how many games did he play last year? Like a month. What did he even play? Like 25, 30 games, something like that. Yeah, I think I think Austin Wells hits 10 to 13, maybe. Yeah, 19 games, 70 at bats. I'm going over. I'm going over because even Kyle Higashioka. When he got enough playing oh, time, stroke. would fall into double digits. So I'm going to go over for Wells there. Yeah, that's actually a good point because you, you got to imagine that for this year, Austin Wells, depending on how Trevino does, is going to be the backup. And you look at like the 2021, 2022, 2023, Kyle Higashioka, each of those years, 10 home runs. Right. So I, I think Austin Wells, even if he is a, a backup catcher this year, which I don't even see being the case. I see it more as a, either a platoon or him eventually taking the job and uh, Trevino being the personal catcher for he, Garrett Cole. He will. He will take the yeah, job. So because I, I, I got to say over. Yeah, I got to say yeah, over. Same Z. Especially same the way he looked towards the end of last year. He was really starting to find it. Yeah. I don't know if Wells gets to 25 this year, but if you're going to get, 
15 to 20 out of him. If he gets enough playing time, I definitely see him getting close to 20. Sure. I think, I mean, obviously for the sake of this, he's, I, I really, I think by the all-star break, he's the full-time catcher. Yeah. Intervening so, the, catching so, yeah. so yeah, I mean, uh, Overs all around there? Overs all around there. Yeah, we're kind of agreeing a lot this year, no? Yeah, yeah, hey. I think it's so, uh, so who started that one, Ryan? Oh yeah, it's me. All right. Put a star next to it. Actually, it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> you can be replaced, you know. I'll go on assignment forever. <laughs> you Thank have you. split. Thank you, can... though, for saying I can fucking be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I could just let I could just let one of my personalities take I was gonna over. say I was gonna say, bro, one of your one of your split personalities, the one that's yeah, not just, uh, you know, it's uh SGR is gone. All right, he's no longer with us. Uh, Ryan, we can never replace you, bro. You're replaceable. No, you can't, no, you can't replace me. It's me, Buck. <laughs> I can't jump into a buck though. So it's hard. Our last player here is Anthony Volpe, hit two oh nine last year, and Fred's got him down for two twenty nine this year. Oh, at I start right. Yeah, go ahead. Who started last time? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I got to go over. Mm-hmm. I think that Volpe, another guy who has a lot to prove. I think last year, what what did he hit last year? Two oh nine. I think that was so low. I think this guy's adjusting. We saw glimpses of of him being more consistent at the plate. I think coming into camp with a different mentality this year, um, being less intimidated, kind of having, you know, when you when you're starting off, you have the you have the he's not competing for anything this year, right? And it's just more of like it's not it's not even just competing. It's more of like oh shit, this is my first year. Oh shit, you know the Yankees even said I still need to develop. You know how's this gonna go? All of those questions are kind of out the window now and it's more of a locked in doing what he needs to do on a major league level Volpe you know the hope is that he's a 300 hitter at the very least I see him as a 270 guy over time so I'd have to say well over that I think it's a huge disappointment if he's under Ryan yeah I mean you'd have to hope that he takes a nice leap because if you look at his numbers I think the first week of September he was up to 218 218 batting average and what's fred saying 229 yeah so he should you know his if that's like a high watermark from last year he should be able to go past that number this year and wait what's the what was what was judge saying about volpe there was a quote that came out over the last like couple of weeks that fans are have to kind of like be patient in his approach now is he is he does he plan on changing his approach but, and being more yeah, of a the, contact well, guy well i know the uppercut's gone they're saying yeah so i mean i don't know i i think you know last time this guy made an adjustment it worked out nicely for his him his swing so, looks very level right now from what again, i saw again another guy from what i hear and this is what i'm loving going into this year it just seems like these guys want to be here and they want to win Volpe's a guy who just works his ass off to be where he's at. And that's that's definitely something that you got to fucking hold uh, uh, to a standard when you play for the Yankees. So I'm just I'm rooting for him, obviously, because I'm a Yankee fan. But I just I, I love the work ethic stuff that some of these guys in the way that they take accountability. He's one of those guys. He's a he's a New York shortstop. He's he's a guy that can represent this team nicely. And I think he's going to take a nice step in the right direction this year. 
look, any year that you can add 20 points to your average is a big step forward. But like, even if he hits 229 this year, you'll you'll look at the positive. He added 20 points. Well, he's still mm-hmm. he still hit 229. I mean, like, how good are you going to feel about him going forward that he's a 229 yeah. hitter? I mean, that's not great. So, I mean, what's realistic for him? I mean, we want him to hit 260, 270. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll take it. That's a lot to ask for right now. All right, here, let's get to Raj's super chat. Best case scenario is Volpe's hitting leadoff versus lefties and Verdugo against righties. It does, from what it sounds like, Volpe's going to be more of a nine guy. I, w- I want Volpe to start the season at the bottom at and the nine hole. Yeah, I like him. I like him as a nine guy. But I wouldn't mind him if he becomes more of that contact guy mm-hmm. to be in a leadoff position like Ross says. If Look, they're saying he got rid of the uppercut swing. I wasn't even asking him to do that. I was just asking him to learn a two-strike approach. If he did that, I think he could, get, he could add 40 to 50 points on his average easily. So, again, yeah. dude, he's going to hit 250 this year? That's still... Here's... I, we're harping on the batting average because it was so so shockingly low last year. But the bigger numbers for me are going to be not even the home runs because he he wasn't he ran into twenty home runs last year. So with yeah. a better approach, he's going to hit twenty five home runs this year easily. Getting on base and stealing bases, yeah, mm-hmm. those are the things that he really needs to do. Get on base, steal bases. Get on base, steal bases, and you know obviously we're taking the over here, two twenty nine. I think he should eclipse that easily, and if he doesn't, we need to have a conversation in the off season. Yeah, can sure. I? I I know we're running long, so I don't want to be long with this. But when I was growing up, the way they taught oh, hitting, okay. the way they taught okay. hitting was hands here, straight down to the ball, okay. straight down, right? You you lead with the knob of the bat to the ball and then within the last like 10 to 15 years it changed and it's now become more of a uppercut to the ball it's a launch angle with and that's that's but and okay exactly and not agreeing with that i'm just saying no no no, i know it's but it's great with guys like judge right it's great with guys who are supposed to have launch angle but when you have a guy like volpe doing shit like that that's a why he runs into 20 home runs but B, it's why his average is 209. Because on the times where he doesn't, he's not a home run hitter. And on the I, times where he doesn't, he's missing the ball. He's missing mm, the, the fact. I believe they said that he had great point. finished in the top five of most strikeouts in franchise history last year. Damn. So, I mean, that's... And, and like Kevin Cruz in the chat saying, we don't swing down. I'm not saying you swing down. I'm saying I was. We're, everyone's always been taught... Yes, a level swing. Okay. What I'm saying is you lead with your hands, and guys don't do that anymore. The first thing that you're seeing guys do is drop the barrel and come up on the ball. You're seeing, if you want to fight with me, fine, but go on go on YouTube and, and watch Judge take batting lessons. It's the one thing they talk about is dropping the barrel and coming to the ball. That shit doesn't work with Volpe. It just doesn't. All right, last up here, uh, we have... The um the Yankee win total, we got this from DraftKings. They actually do half because for betting purposes, but I just dropped the half for our argument here. Um the Yankees won 82 pathetic games last year. 
Uh, DraftKings Ugh. says they're going to win 93 this year. Wow. Over. Wow. Look, wow. man, we're going to feel good about this team. We're going to say that yeah. Juan Soto and Aaron Judge and Volpe's going to have a research, you know, a, re a big re a rebound year, and Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon, and on and on and on. You can't take the under. Will this team win a World Series? I don't know, but 93 over. Yeah, dude. Um, for me, if we're riding this train, it's got to be over. It's got to be way over. I'm thinking 10 games over. Ooh, I'm shit. taking the over, dude. Bio. Let's go. Let's go into In this the hundred mark. mark. If I'm going to get my heart broken, this year will be the year that it's broken the most. Okay, old Sarge with the super chat. Chris, I'd stop busting your balls on a douche, douche whistle, whistle if it wasn't pink. Uh, that's a great and fair point. Uh, just want to let you know that as of right now, in my mind, this is the last douche whistle that I plan on purchasing. All so, right. just so you know, you know, there's a, there there is an interesting point in the chat that um this number is eleven games higher than it was last year. So again, like. You know, the jump from Volpe, 20 points, you know, the jump for the Yankees to win 11 more games. Anybody that wins 11 more games the season previous when you were already in the 80s, that's a big jump. But, sure. dude, over. O-V-E-R. I'm yeah. sticking with the positivity here. I'm going to also say over. You have to imagine that they're not going to put up with what they put up with last year. You're not going to see a middle of the lineup that trots out a guy who is – the worst player in baseball for three months with, with the situation with Anthony Rizzo. You're not going to need to do that. You're going to have more support in the middle of the lineup. And how many games did we watch last year that they should have won those games? I know that's kind of what bad teams do. They lose the games they're supposed to win, but there was a, there was at least five games off the top of my head. You know, that Marlins game. I think there was one against Chicago. That was a rough one that they really needed to win. You you add that and combine it with the fact that Juan Soto's in the middle of this lineup with Aaron Judge. I mean, now the 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 problem being is that the American League is still really strong, but the American League Central is a shitty division. Plus, they play the National League more now. It's like an even or equal schedule, whatever. I, I gotta go with the over here, man. I gotta. Yeah, I mean, so that's going to wrap up Fred's projections for 2024. We're going to uh, take a look at this around the All-Star break again, see if anybody okay. wants to change their opinion yeah. or change okay. their vote on this. I like that. We did that uh, last that. year, right? Yeah, so mm -hmm. we did We did it once. Did we definitely we did it last year? I don't think we did it last year. You might not have been here. You might have been on assignment. Yeah, I do. I do. I got a lot of, a lot of assignments to go on these days. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Well, when you have multiple personalities, bro, you can't keep Maybe it was two years ago. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Yes. Who, yes. Knows? Who the fuck knows anymore? Who, Who knows, knows anymore? dude? Who cares? Let's just win a World Series. Go yeah, let's win a let's... Let's Trying to get a new job. I want to get a job. I'm done being a manager. I want I want to go back in the booth. I really do. <laughs> I really do. It's hard. It's hard out there. There's so many guys out there that just don't don't value and respect me. <laughs> I think honestly, Buck Showalter is my favorite impression to do. I just bring something out of me. You know, it's a little buck. It's just a little bit of buck. <laughs> So, oh, story for a different day. So uh, the Yankees are actually going to make their uh, their in game debuts this weekend, Saturday uh, and Sunday. I think Sunday game is going to be televised on Yes. So it'll be first time for the majority of fan Saturday. base. 
to uh, take a look at the Yankees. And Juan Soto is going to be playing in that game, from what I understand. So it'd be your first look at Juan Ooh. Soto playing. On Sunday, he's playing? Yeah, they're okay. home on Sunday. Okay, okay. So Nice. I'm just excited, man. Just yeah, fucking I'm pumped. excited I'm pumped, for man. baseball. My whole fucking excited fucking for this baseball team. Yeah. Again, you know, oh, they need one. They need this guy. They... Shut up. I don't. Fine. They need this guy. But I don't know how you can sit there as a fan and say that you love this team and not be excited for the season to start. Yeah, I don't know, man. You just We just got fucking Juan Soto. Juan Soto's in this lineup now with Aaron Judge. At at the very least, you know this team is not going to be fucking pathetic like they were last year. They were pathetic last year. Pathetic. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be a pathetic baseball team. Is it a championship team? Again, don't know. But mm-hmm. it won't be a pathetic one. It's going to be a postseason team. And one that, if everything hits right and a couple, maybe an addition or two is made, is going to be a championship team. I'm high. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good about this. Team. Here's here's yeah, what I said. I've said this a bunch of times about last year's team. You knew something was wrong when they never hit a stride at any point in the season, right? I think their highest winning streak was four or five games, and it was immediately met with mediocrity after that. They never hit their stride. They never got you to a point where you were just you couldn't think of anything else but what time they were playing and putting that game on your TV. As much as we love this team, as much as we watch every pitch, no matter how bad they are, you never got to the point where it was almost more last year where you were like, oh, got to watch the Yankees. Like it was yeah, almost it was like, like an obligation. You knew you were torturing yourself, but you do because yeah. you love the team. Where normally we're used to this team at least hitting a stride where you're like, I can't fucking wait until first pitch. And we never got that yeah, last year. Chris, that's a great point with with them not really hitting their stride or going on. I because I I really think that going on at least one big run is is, is huge. Gets you into the postseason. They only they're they're high. What was the most games they won in a row last year? They I think did it five. twice. Yeah, they hit five games in a row twice. They also went on a nine on, on a nine game losing streak during the year last year. Like that shit can't happen. Can't but happen. you 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 need to pile up some wins this year. That that's going to be a big. That's Think about how pathetic they were that game. they had a nine-game losing streak with Garrett Cole throwing the way that he did. Right. That's so pathetic. Yeah. No. Come on. What's not pathetic, okay, would be you joining us in the Audi Club on April 20th for the rescheduled NYYU Day, rescheduled uh, Aaron Judge bobblehead day from the rainout last year. Uh, there are limited tickets available. I believe last count we are now under 20 tickets left uh, for NYYU Day in the Audi Club at Yankee Stadium on April 20th, okay? And also, if you're still in the chat, we want to thank you. Fred's always one of our longest shows of the year. It's also one of our most fun shows of the year. Look forward to this every year. Uh, But we want to thank everybody that's been in the chat. If you're still in the chat and you haven't done so already, please like this video, subscribe to NYY Underground. Uh, If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Please leave us a five-star rating and review. And big news next week. Don't forget. Big news next week. We're so fucking pumped about this. When we say NYY to the moon, this is the type of shit that we're talking about. This fucking channel, this podcast, all of us here that makes this thing turn. Bro, I'm telling you, I don't just say this shit because it's my show or our show. I should say, or it's a channel that we're on. I truly fucking believe it. This show was 
dead two years ago. This show was dead in the fucking grave. One man brought it out of the grave. We breathed new life into it. And now I can confidently say you will not get the type of content anywhere else that you get on this YouTube channel. From Pete and Francis doing designated spitters, the farm report with Dane and Carlos, Bronx or nothing with uh with Mario and Kevin. We got Johnny Lasagna here. I know I'm missing I might be missing other people. The NYYST podcast. Put that fucking lineup up against anybody, anybody, and we kick their ass. This is the number one place for Yankees. News, talk, everything. Real talk for the real fan. It's right fucking here. Let's go. Let's have a big season on NYYU and a big season for the New York Yankees. We want to thank everybody that's been in the chat tonight. We want to thank everybody for listening and, and watching episode 369 of the NYYST podcast. SGR. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace. Top 10 radar. Yeah, we on your radar. Mm-hmm. Never miss dog. And that's on occasion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we on your radar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, we on your look, top floor lifestyle. Chef and boy, I'm cooking up. Way too high, ain't coming down. You see me if you looking up. Top 10 